Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Off the back fence with Tony Kemp. The Māori All Blacks made the Irish pay in their first outing last night in the Tron. The saying goes, if you're lucky enough to be Irish, then you are lucky enough. But last night... In the first half, the luck of the Irish ran out against a rampaging Māori team who were hell-bent on giving the All Blacks the lift needed to win their first test this weekend. Andy Farrell, ex-Wigan great and Irish coach, looks like he has his work cut out, doesn't he? And here's the thing. If the Māori All Blacks can put 20 points on the Irish second team, you would have to think that the All Blacks are, All Blacks are a 20-point better team than the Māori All Blacks, Right. That's what I think anyway. Therefore, is Andy's Farrell, Andy Farrell's first test team 40 points better than the second team they played last night? Mate, even with COVID, I don't think so. Off the back fence with Tony Kemp. Bang. Bang, Uncle. Love that. Love that. Mate, it'll be interesting to see how the All Blacks go away. Obviously, they've got to get the team name 11.45 today and seeing what... Um, the Māori All Blacks were able to do against them and put so much, so much pressure. Look, in, in all honesty, a lot of those players won't be playing. The only one I can particularly see players is Jordan Lamour, but he didn't have a great game last night too. So, um, mate, yeah, be interesting. Great start from the Māori. And I was reading Clayton McMillan's uh, comments about that game too and saying how much he was hoping they didn't get stage fright because when you face a Tier 1 nation, you can get stage fright. Knowing whatever personnel is thrown at them, it's still a daunting task, and he was so proud of them. The last international team, well, they faced the British and Irish Lions back in the day, and uh, they got a bit of stage fright. Took a quality side against him and got put to the sword. So uh, awesome to see the Māoris. Well done, Uncle. Looking forward to um, seeing what the ABs produced today. We're going to have a chat to Ronan O'Gara after 7 o'clock too, uh, Kempi. So ask him those exact questions. I'm sure he'll have the pretty straight answer. So Ronan O'Gara coming up shortly. I'm going to get my McCafe about now. Here's Aroha with the news for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building New Zealand. Izzy's Bomb Squad. Oh, I'm going to have a little crack at my team. Izzy's Bomb Squad to take on the Irish on Saturday. Oh, here we go, eh? Here we go. I'm going to start at loose head prop. Number one, I'm going to throw in George Bauer. I think he'll start at number one. Number two, at hooker roll, I'm going to go Cody Taylor. I think Cody will get the nod at the hooker position. Loose head prop, tight head prop. I'm going to go Carl Tui Nukuafi at four at lock. Brody Vitalik, Sam Whitelock, locking partnership. Pretty obvious, that one. Number six, Wow. It's a position that everyone's asking. Look, for me, where I think the team's going to go, I think they're going to pick Akira Ioane, give him an opportunity to have a crack. Number seven is going to be Captain Sam Kane. He'll be leading the team from the open side. Number eight, Adi Savia. I think Adi will start there. You just need him and Sammy Kane 
on the on the field at, at once. Number nine halfback, got Aaron Smith with Bowden Barrett at ten. Now this is where it gets interesting. Number eleven on the left wing, making his debut. Leicester City, baby. Leicester Fainga Nuku. I think he gets an odd over Caleb Clark. Caleb just hasn't played, hasn't any game time. And uh, yeah, he's been going great guns. So look for Leicester Fainga Nuku to make his debut. You think back to twenty twelve against Ireland first test Eden Park? The one and only Julian Savia made his uh, debut on the wing. So they'll throw him in there. Quintu Pai at 12. You've got Rico Iwani at centre. Sevu Reese on the right wing. And then to round out the first 15, Jordi Barrett. On the bench, Coles. Offa Tuanga Fassi. Angus Taaval. Scott Barrett. Hoskins Satutu. Finlay Christie. I think they'll start with Finlay just to keep some consistency and a bit of experience here at halfback. Richie Moonga, and this is where he's going to make his debut off the bench. Roger. Tui Vasa Shek will round out the 23. So there you go. We'll see today who, uh, how close I am. Whew. What do you reckon, Louis? Love get, it. Okay. We'll get your reaction after this. We're going to talk to Shane Van Gisberg and shortly. Here's Aroha of the News for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building New Zealand. Our next guest would be pretty impressed with what he saw last night. The Māori All Blacks putting on an absolute clinic and we've got him on the line he's an irish icon they sing songs about his glory days helming munster to championships and ireland to grand slams he's the fourth highest point scorer in test rugby history and ninth on the all-time caps chart more than all of that ronan agara is an absolute champion bloke and we loved having him in new zealand at the crusaders for a couple of years he's now winning titles as head coach of la rochelle and he's on the line with us this morning as we head into the first test in a massive series between the All Blacks and the Irish. Rog, morning, brother. <laughs> Daggy boy. Here we go, boys. <laughs> Here we go, boys. We on. Here we go. Get down to the bog for a few pints with a black sauce. <laughs> oh, Rog. I'm coming. <laughs> anyone, if, if anyone's going for a few pints, mate, it'll be you after Stereo La Rochelle, mate. What about that, you hot dog on top of your bus? Through the through the front yeah. beach with the thousands of pundits cheering, Ronan O'Gara is our god. <laughs> um, it's as you know why you get involved. A lot of it obviously is uh, for that kind of fifteen minutes post uh, final whistle in the dressing room. Then it's that they are two or three or four with your teammates or your staff. Um, and I think that was one of the big, I suppose, learnings for me with the Crusaders in terms of there doesn't need to be any separation between players and management. It's a group. It's a family. It's uh, something that uh, we try to create in La Rochelle and it worked brilliantly this year. And uh, you could see how united, I suppose, the town was as a result of winning something for the first time in their 100-odd-year history. So, uh, yeah, it was memorable. Easy, there's no point saying otherwise. It was... Uh, such a pleasing uh, weekend and um, I think that five minutes of post-final whistle reaction just uh, reminds you why we love the game we play. Hey Ryan, it's Kemper here, mate. I used to love watching you play um, for the Irish and it's such a privilege to talk to you this morning. And seeing your coaching and sitting in the box down at the Crusaders um, and having some success there. But with La Rochelle, and I, I know it's really... 
and when you get into that coaching realm for the first time, difficult to separate that playing, um, I guess, that passion and, and that coaching passion at the time. And I saw you on the sideline having a few words to one of those coaches and it got a little bit heated. What, what, what was said? <laughs> what was actually said in that conversation? Um, <laughs> um, you're right. And it's, uh, I think, obviously, the first 24 months transitioning from player to coach are, are just transitioning away from the game. is so, so difficult. And um, um, I'm probably, what, I'm nine years finished as a player, so I should be getting a little bit smarter, but you, you're still, I suppose, full of passion. Uh, it was a bit. It was a big moment just before half time. We were away from home, and uh, they had to kind of um, aid the elements, and, and we defended our line brilliantly for about three minutes. And I just kind of roared out, "That's the game, boys!" You know, but I'm not too sure that I roared in French or in English. But uh, my counterpart <laughs> understood what I was trying to say, and he, and he didn't like it. And you know, in France, there's a bit of a, a war of the territories, basically. He, you're not expected to win away from home, but we were. We needed a result, uh, and it was uh, in hindsight, it was probably the game that changed our season. So we were pumped for it. I was pumped for it, and um, I suppose it was just a little moment of where you need to stand your ground and uh, and kind of protect your players and admire how they defend their line because I think it was only a one-score game, and then we'd turn around and we'd have to win in the second half with us and I think there was only a point in it so that was a big big moment for us mate if anyone doesn't back down it's Rog mate running okay. even if it's a kicking comp at training mate up against the lads he'll get in there he'll get in there and, <laughs> and give it back to you so I wasn't surprised at all seeing you uh, have a little scuffle on the sidelines Rog hey Rog what about the what about coaching in, in, in Europe, mate, at La Rochelle? You look like, mate, you've just, you went over there as assistant coach, you've taken over the helm, and you've had so much success. Like, what, what were the big reasons for your success this year, mate, like, to, to get the big one, the European Rugby Championship, against um, another Irish side, Leinster? Pretty special. Yeah, which I think, uh, yeah, 13 of them will start in green on Saturday night, I think. That's usually the, the the number they have in the Irish team. So they're a, a team, obviously, uh, loaded with internationals. But, um, you know, I think you guys who appreciate rugby, I coach a club team. So uh, we've got a lot of really good players of all different nationalities and we're together more often. So I'm trying to create a club where we should be actually as good as, if not better than most international teams. And, th and that's the drive I want in the boys because I need them playing test rugby. I want them experiencing big stadia and getting those unbelievable feelings inside them. But then when they play uh, for us, I need to manage them well and give them a bit of time off. And when they're playing, they play well. And then you don't flog them and they don't play every game, but you try and, I suppose, have that... Uh, hunger and desire and love for, for playing for each other and caring about each other and that that would be big and it was something that was drilled in Daggy as you know in, in, the, in the Crusaders culture and it was uh, probably had to be lived to be to be believed in terms of 70 people just ultra positive every day and I was kind of going this isn't going to last you know these are this is a bit OTT but uh, it's it reinforced I suppose uh how good um, humans can be interacting with each other when they're actually people encourage each other, when they look out for each other, when they've genuinely got their back. And 
Um, I'm trying to, I suppose, bring as much of that to, to a, a club game where in the past it would be uh, a lot of people looking to probably get one over on their teammate, which was very bizarre to me at the start. But you understand if there's 20 new players coming into the dressing room and a lot of clubs, why should they get close to their teammates? Because in 12 months' time, I'm going to have another guy next to me in another 12 months' time. So it's really hard to forge bonds and forge relationships. So, um, yeah, it was, it was, it was, we lost two finals, don't remember, and the margins are tiny. So, like this time last year, it was the depths of depression. This time, it's, it's never as good as people think it is. We we scored at the last play of the game. I have to admit that the timing was absolutely fairy tale like. But uh, as you know, Daggy, we take it, boy. <laughs> <laughs> you take it, mate, and you live every moment, Rog. Mate, you, you, honestly, from what I'm hearing uh, from overseas, is a lot of the players get flogged. So I can see why they've got the buyer, mate, because you get balance. And you get that uh, that extra bit of care factor for them, mate. You spoke about it in your conversation. Leinster are going to start with 13 players predictably. Can we take much out of last night's game against the Marty All Blacks? Is, is there much that we can take about out of that leading into Saturday? Should Ireland be worried or, or no. take too much from it? Nah. No, well, I think the big thing, obviously, it's uh, welcome to New Zealand. That's, I think, the staple diet people we'll see a completely different side to the team that toured the Northern Hemisphere uh, under fatigue at the end of a long season. Now it's June, it's wet ball, and the the uh, New Zealanders' skill levels come to the fore. You looked at how easy everyone in black was uh, controlling and playing the ball out of the tackle last night or, or playing little tip passes, or, and just the skill mm-hmm. levels really good. But I think... Uh, you know, for example, the well, yeah, they were two scratch teams that probably hadn't played t- t- together very often. But the Irish, I suppose, team on Saturday would be the combinations would be far more established and proven and probably trustworthy a- among them. And um, you know that will obviously give them confidence. But I think they will have the, the warning shot has been fired in the fact that it was a convincing win for the Maori All Blacks, I suppose. Um, my perception was that it was expected to be a close game for 80 but it, within 20 minutes it was game over really mm. Hey Ryan just can you just give us a 101 how the Irish have really become a genuine threat to the World Cup um, that's coming up your thoughts well yeah there's an asterisk with that I think in the fact that we, we always seem to peak between cycles so uh, you have to remember that Ireland have never got beyond the quarterfinals, so that's something that, uh, as people who have played in the jersey and if people who watch the current team with a lot of interest and a lot of pride, that, that we need to try and fix that and we need to try the solution. And at the minute, um, it isn't evident because you look at probably England and uh, they're off the ball, but you know, in 15 months' time, they will be on the ball for. Um, for Rugby World Cup, for Ireland's case, we've probably our consistency level has been really, really good. And um, so rugby, I think we played in the Aviva against New Zealand the last time um, was very, very impressive. But it's still 15 months to World Cup, so there's an awful lot, I suppose, of ground that you can make up. But um, where we probably wouldn't be as strong as other nations is our death chart and the fact that there's four professional teams. So 
that becomes a little bit of an Achilles heel when we say uh, three, four, five really important players get injured or out of form, the team suffers. While you look at the French team, for example, and mm. you know, I mean, you could probably nominate nine or ten potential uh, starters at number nine that would do a really, really good job for you. Ireland don't have that luxury in in in, in a few positions, which um, um, which hinders them. But uh, I think the great thing from an Irish point of view is that um, you know the inferior complex of playing the All Blacks is gone at this stage. So um, Ireland will genuinely. Um, feel they have good reason to win the game on Saturday and that's a good starting point for us mm. It's going to be a cracking game Rog, before we let you go who's your 9-10 combination for the Irish, who's starting at 9 they've got some quality there who, who do you think is going to get the get the nod uh, it, it will be uh, same as ever, it'll be Gibson Park at 9 it'll be um, 6 and a 10 yep. who will it be for the, for the ABs I think it'll be Barrett and Smith if I'm going to pick the 10, I'm going to think it'll be yeah, Barrett yeah. and Smith. But hey, they got a case for Richie Moanga with the quality he put on in that final. So they got quality there, but I'm predicting Smith and Barrett. Yeah, I think mm. I'd agree with you. So that means, oh yeah, because Jordy Barrett goal kicks. Yeah, Jordy Barrett goal kicks, he'll play 15. Hey, Ronan, just one question before you go. Do, do you have aspirations of coaching the Irish, Irish team? Yeah, I'd love to, of course, yeah, but I'm 45 now, so plenty of time, you know, I think it becomes probably, um, as a result of what you do at club level, you get that opportunity, or you put yourself in the shake-up, so I've got a work mm. to do, obviously, to get to that level, yeah, but I must admit I'm enjoying the, the club journey at the minute, and um, hopefully it kicks on to, to coaching a, a national side. Yeah, Rog, there was whispers about England, mate, eh? Maybe chasing that pound, eh? Oh, Rog, he loves a bit of pound, <laughs> eh? Before we let you go, Rog, got any... T- got any the New Zealand t- dollar, razor, eh? Don't forget that. Yeah, New Zealand dollar. Can't beat the New Zealand dollar. Rog, give us razor a tip. You love a horse. Rog. You love a horse. Give us a little tip. Um... I have no, I don't. I I love owning horses, but um, I'm, I'm not picking them well at the minute. <laughs> so um, are we, so mate. I want to go on the breeding side of it. Yeah. Okay. Um, a tip. <sighs> no, I can't say it on air. <laughs> <laughs> well, flick Send me a message, Rog. Send me a message. We appreciate you coming on All the right. show. Okay. You're an absolute champion, mate. Good Thank luck. you so much, Ronan. Good to chat. See you, boys. Thank you. Oh. Good morning. Bye bye. There he is, Rog. Mate. Oh, so much time for that bloke. He's, so obvi- he's obviously time. a real good character. Um, mate, the best, mate. Honestly, I had so much fun with him at the Crusades. He was there. Just straight up front. Comes up to me. He's like, How's your knee? Oh, it's good. He goes, All right, boy. You'll play this week. <laughs> Just real straight up the guts, mate. He's a daggy boy. I need you this week, boy. I was like, sweet ass, brother. I'm ready. He's oh, 
What a champion. I bet you he did some damage at the bog as well. <laughs> that down to the yeah, bog. Yeah, I've got some videos of him going good. <laughs> <laughs> in the vault. 23 minutes past 7 o'clock. Ronan Nogar, if you just tuned in for the back end of that, head to Izzy and Kempe for breakfast. Our podcast channels catch up with it. He's a legend of Irish rugby, and uh, he had some really interesting things to say there about the development of European rugby in general. And how about that? His aspirations are coaching Ireland. Well, of course he does. He's a legendary... Irish rugby player, now coach. Here with Chemist Warehouse, great savings every day. Our selection after this. Good morning. You're listening to Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SNZ. And well, if you're just tuning in, that's okay. We've got podcasts, and podcasts have all our interviews and conversations from the show for you to go back and listen to. We had Ronan O'Gara earlier on this morning, 7 o'clock in fact, and uh, he was simply outstanding. If you missed that, head over to Izzy and Kempe for breakfast and have a listen to Ron Nogara. Talks about his ambitions for coaching at the next level. And he also just has a wee touch on why he was able to get La Rochelle to the big dance and get the job done. He's an outstanding bloke. I've got a lot of respect and time for Ronan and uh, very appreciative for him coming on the show and sharing uh, his thoughts. So head over to Izzy and, Izzy and Kempe for breakfast and have a wee listen to that. Got a few text messages to get through. Good morning, the lads flying into Hawks tomorrow, so I'll pop in and say hi. I heard your shout out for a coffee, Lou. Let me know the order, and I'll see what can do. I won't wear my Crusaders scarf this time. That was from our good friend Mark. Good man. From Tauranga. Who you want, Louie? A little flat white? Just a little small flat white, not too much milk. Don't like the uh, big milky ones, but... um. Times two, please. Uh, <laughs> to be about time we owe you a coffee, Mark. You yeah. haven't dropped in some lovely slices the other day as well. And you can wear your Crusader scarf. It's okay. Keep wearing it, bud. Keep wearing it till, <laughs> well, next year this time. And then potentially probably wearing it again. But that's okay. Um, Kempe, what do you drink? You'd be a Oat flat white. No milk. Oat, yeah. oat flat white. There he is. There is our uh, selections. And, yeah, we just touched on uh, our All Black selections. And uh, we'll see today, 11.45, might be pretty close. Brett's come in, and that's why I don't know anything about props. I probably picked them around the wrong way, but that's okay, Brett. One of them will be there or thereabouts. It's got some interesting. I was thinking maybe Angus Tartaval, too, might get an odd. Be interesting. He's mm. been going uh, really well for the Chiefs. Some big decisions, particularly in that front row. But um, I'm thinking Leicester Fianuku will get an opportunity to make his debut on the left wing and maybe Roger Tui-Vasashek off the bench. And Ian's come through and said, lads, Staffy, got the leaked. Close source. Staffy, get your leaks out of training, mate. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I used to hate people leaking things. Anyway, that's what we do on this show. We who, love who to let everyone it, know. Who was it? Who was the leak oh. in your day? Nah, I don't know. I don't know, mate. It's interesting where they get information from, mate. It could be anyone. Look, the trainings are out in this big open field. Like, if you see where the All Blacks are training, there's houses everywhere. There's houses surrounding the field, and they can see it, and you'll probably see the starting. So even watch the Instagram, mate. You can pick the training. When they take photos of, of them doing the team run, you're like, the opposition, and then the guys in the pink with the ball. That's yeah. pretty much a starting team. So there you go. <laughs> oh, that's a secret. Hey, um, just a couple of things going back through that team you picked, Izzy. Uh, the only two things, uh, Kempi and me just had a bit of a chat through the news, and the only things that we could see that, look, mm. I think you've nailed it. The, I guess the points contention, if you could even call them that. Did you see you left Dalton and Caleb Clark out of the 23? Yeah. Yeah, I left Dalton and Caleb. Yeah. But well, I, I mean, think if you've got Artie and Sam, that's two sevens, specialists. 
that obviously uh, Ardy can cover the, the, the other loose forward positions. So Dalton, you've you got three there covering one position. Mm. Hear you loud and clear. And Kimpy, Caleb Clark, you've got no issue starting Leicester for no, not at all. Caleb? I, I agree with uh, Izzy. He needs to play some football. And Leicester's been the, by far the best wing of the competition, I think, mm. um, out and out. So good, good. I, I, do, I did say to agree. I think he's going to get a, his uh, debut jersey this week. I like that you got Scotty Barrett on the on the bench because I also think that he covers those Lucy positions as well. So he's more of a utility around um, lock and and if you need to throw him on the side of the scrum, you can throw him on that as well. Mm. Got a few a message here. Can we read it? Yeah, yeah. Okay, Dagger. I had breakfast yesterday with a man in the know, and he gave me the team. Okay, okay, PJ. You know everything but the front row and blind side. Starting is offer. Cody Taylor and Carl. So I had Carl and, and Cody. I just didn't have offer. Okay. And I double-checked with this. And now Scotty Barrett at six, which when you think about it, makes sense. He's played a lot at six. He's a real genuine line-out op- option. So they're going to go there. Very l- reliable source. I've mm. got me to me granny to check the team, <laughs> leave, and she agreed. So there you go. <laughs> we'll see today at 11.45 how close we are, boys. <laughs> love it. Absolutely love it. And um, let your granny, can you just get your granny to check um, race four at Alex Park tonight? <laughs> Everyone else will be. And report back. Can you just let me know with the temporales of filthy moral? Nine minutes past eight. You've always had the pleasure yesterday catching up with a Kiwi motorsport legend. He's been um, all over the show recently. And the fact he's coming home to play his trade, love it. Let's hear from Shane Fingersbergen. S-E-N-Z. He's won supercar championships, been crowned king of the mountain at Bathurst and still the leader of this year's supercars championship. But lately... Shane Van Gisbergen has been mixing it up. He competed in the Fame Le Mans event earlier in the year, as well as getting down and dirty in a leg of the Australian Rally competition. And this weekend, the Flying Kiwi is back here in Aotearoa and taking his talents to the far north of the Bay of Islands Rally. How good is that? Shane is on the line with us now. Morning, legend. How are you? <laughs> Pretty cool intro, man. Thanks. Good morning. <laughs> oh yeah, you get all the cool intros here, mate, on the Izzy and Kempe show. Hey, you're just loving, uh, love driving fast, don't you? Oh yeah, it's been been a pretty cool couple of years, um, and getting to experience some some new things. Now we can now we can travel the world again, um, and yeah, going to do do Le Mans was was a pretty cool experience. That's one of the races left on my list to try. Um, so yeah, it was cool to do that, but. Yeah, I haven't been home for a year and a half, and um, you, you can probably hear my accent coming out and for living here. So sorry for that, but uh, I miss I miss going home. So yeah, first time in a year and a half. Can't wait to see the family, but also do some racing in New Zealand too. Mate, they'll be welcoming you home with open arms. It's been a long time, like you said, mate. Is he here? Hey, how how difficult is it to juggle disciplines and and the skill sets that's you know, uh, required with each of the different races, mate. How do you do it? Um, yeah, it's something like always driving a race car is, is driving a race car. You kind of get used to it. But I don't know if I relate to you, it's probably like going from union to league or something like that. You know, it's similar, it's but the discipline's very different. Yeah, the discipline's different. So you just have to study as much as you can. And um, especially this weekend with rally, it's completely different for me, like, um, you don't get to do the course over and over. You don't get to get better at the corners. You just have one shot at each stage. And, you know, you have pace notes, uh, what we call pace notes, um, 
a co-driver sits next to you and he reads out what the corner's going to be and how far to the next one, if the corner tightens or opens. So it's completely different and um, it's, it's very, very tough. Hey, Shane, I was pretty good as a rally driver, driving a Subaru and Colin McRae, PlayStation 1, the first one that ever came out. I used to kick, used to kick Richie Blackmore all the time up in the UK, mate. What sort of, what sort of car do you drive with uh, when you rally? Uh, so we're in a sort of Skoda Fabia R5, so it's like a stack class of car, and um, that's what most uh, most of the New Zealand guys have, something like that. They're only a little 1600, and when you see them as a road car, they're like a little hairdresser's car, you know, but when there is a, when there is a rally car, man, they got wings hanging off and big body kits and stuff, they're, they're wild, it's crazy. Well... I've, I've, you know, we're all driving around the gravel roads and we try and do a little rally around the corner, but we can't quite nail it. Mate. Yeah. Like, what, what's a little, little bit of detail to, to get the car to move like that and just effortlessly glide around that corner? It must be a lot more difficult than it probably looks. Well, yeah, it's only my fourth rally or something, so I'm still, I'm still learning too. But it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's tough, you know. But once you, it's hard to explain. But once you get a flow up, like you learn how the car dances and sits on the road, it's, um, and it's amazing how much grip they have on gravel. So yeah, yeah, I'm still, still learning, still building up, but it's a. It's a crazy sport. Yeah, where, where, where I come from down in Taranaki, you just have to live out on a farm, mate. You get a car when you're 10, and it's all the roads of gravel out there, so yeah. you learn how to drive them pretty quick. Hey, um, should we yeah, ask yeah. you what else is on your bucket list, or is the list too long? No, I've only got one other thing, and that's um, the Nürburgring 24-hour. So that's a race in Germany around uh, the Nordschleife track. It's like a 25K track. It's the longest track by far, and 24 hours racing around there. I just do um, that's, that's the only thing I, I want to do as well. Hey, what is it about Kiwi drivers? We've got so much representation <laughs> around the world, you know, over in the, in the US yep. with the Scots. you got Liam Lawson and the F2, Mitch Evans, Brendan Hartley, mate. It's a bit of a golden era for New yep. Zealand racing, isn't it? Oh, man, it's awesome. And even going to Europe, I spent a week before the race having a holiday and got to catch up with some mates, you know, Mitch Evans and stuff and Nick Cassidy. They're doing the Formula E Championship, doing really well. And, um, man, it's, uh, yeah, it's good to take that in, what you just said. Like, it's it's really cool that, you know, we're getting to go afar because we're a pretty long country motor racing-wise. But how far we go overseas, it's really cool to, that everyone who goes overseas is pretty much at the top of their class. Like, it's, it's a really, really cool time for us. Hey Shane, so you you you're finally coming home. You're heading north. Are you getting on a boat yep. going to do some fishing, mate? What food? What food are you looking forward to getting in India? <laughs> oh, Mum's cooking, man. She does these mint curry sausages. So oh, I want some. Can of I them. come? But um, <laughs> they're pretty good, man. But yeah, no, this trip I'm only there for four days. But end of July, end of July, I'm there a week and a half or something. So I'll catch up with everyone probably then. It'll be really good. Curry sausages, mashed potatoes, or rice. Oh, mashed potatoes. Yes. Every day. Yeah. 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 Mate, um, with the, with, I guess, all the racing and stuff and being away from home this year, and have you been watching all the yeah. other sport? Have you been following all the other Kiwi boys, like the Warriors and the Breakers and, and seeing them uh, returning <laughs> home? What, what, what yeah. have you been taking out of all that? Oh, I, I watch Union. I watch, I, I can't, uh, I struggle to support the Warriors. Um, 
the, yeah, I've been, you know, we were having a pretty good year with the Blues and then it ended up bad. So oh, I was sitting, oh, um, sorry sitting, about that, sitting in our, yeah, no, it was, it was, it was gutting that one. I was watching that in Darwin at our press conference after the race and didn't have much to say because I just wanted to go back and watch the rugby. Do you know much about the roads up north that you're going to, you're going to carve up this weekend? Oh, it's, um, they look awesome. Like they're fast and flowing and cool cambers and stuff like that, which looks like they'll be great, but we don't get a chance to check it out before we drive. You're not allowed to, you just got to go straight into it and race. So but yeah, I'm not, I'm not expecting to be up front. I just want to get as much experiences as I can before the WRC rally. Like that's my yeah, dream mate. to compete in that as well. So I just want to be ready for that and try and get as much experience as I can at the New Zealand road. Yeah, awesome. Hey, mate, just before we let you go, just got to ask you one more question. Yep. The All Blacks versus Ireland Saturday night, who you got? Oh, that's a silly question, isn't it? <laughs> mate, well, you know, <laughs> I just want, I just, as he, he's, he's listening, but he can't say anything back. So you've got a free mic. <laughs> no, I think that'll be good. They're a pretty good team, aren't they, still at the moment? So, but I think we'll be fine. Oh, nice, mate. Hey, um, Shane, thanks a lot for joining us. We wish you all the best when you, you hit the roads up up the far north and, and carve those up. And, and you've been great talking to us this morning on the Izzy and Kempe for Breakfast Show. Awesome, guys. Speak to you soon. Cheers. All right, crisis averted. You can uh, call the search party off at Matakana. Hosking's released him. We found Paul Cole. He's made it into studio with us this morning. How are you doing, mate? So good to see you in person after so many times catching up on the on the phone throughout the years. Yeah, cheers, boys. It's um, it's great to be in here, and uh, you know, I'm, uh, I arrived yesterday in New Zealand, and I've just been buzzing ever since. So it's great to be back in the uh, homeland. Look at the crazy man up there on the screen, mate. He's he's, he's practicing his what is that? Your forehand, <laughs> your backhand? Just a little. That's called uh, the little spinner. The little spinner. <laughs> I've got a lot of work to cover you tonight, don't I? <laughs> uh, I told you. I messaged you last night, Colsey. I said, Colsey, I got one game in me, mate. My knee, my foot. It's gonna be, it's gonna be sore. But brother, it's it's great to have you at, at, at back home in our in the studio with ECNZ and uh, mate. Have you kind of? Have you felt the love? Because, mate, you've done such amazing things on the world stage. We're so proud of you back in, back in NZ. You've only been back for a short time, but have you felt the love? Yeah, cheers, bro. Um, 100%, man. It's uh, wicked, wicked to be back. And, uh, you know, I've got a busy day today with media, but I'm, uh, I'm super excited about it, actually, to be honest. It's, um, it's cool to, you know, be back celebrating with everyone. And, uh, you know, we're going to have a, you know, a, a beverage or two tonight to celebrate. And uh, maybe you call in sick tomorrow, but we'll see how that goes. <laughs> see, Colsey's trying to twist my arm. So you got, well, have to, see, that, see that room across from you? That one that's open? The door? Go in there and see Ruben and just tell him. Tell them. I'll, I'll, I'll sort it. Don't worry, mate. <laughs> hey, Colsey, the um, mate, yeah, you're becoming a, you're becoming bigger than Ben Hur in New Zealand with uh, what you're doing on the world stage. Just take me through the last game, guys. Said to the boys, you know, it looked like the guy got under your skin a little bit. The the, the West Coasty, mate. Is that going? Are we going to see more of that come out as opposed to this Mister Nice Guy? It's a tough one for me, man. Um, I know exactly what you're meaning. It's um, he, he sort of. He gets into into you a bit, you know. There's a little bit of you know extra mind games going on court, but for me, what I've learned over my career, if I get sucked into that, you know, I, I get too uh, too tense, and I'm I'm ready to you know, um, you know, throw the throw the, uh, the 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 right and left. But I don't um, know it too well. Yeah, for me, it's uh, it's about battling myself. To be honest, when that sort of stuff happens, I got to try and stay in my zone and, and just focus on myself. But yeah, it's, it's something that uh, it's probably not the strength of my game. Is you know when that sort of disruption starts happening, I've got to you know stay focused and, and keep trying to play my squash. But um, 
yeah, it's a, it's a new challenge and, you know, something that, uh, you know, you can learn from. Good work. Hey, Colsey, uh, that game, was, I was obviously we're in your court. I, I felt like there was some frustrating calls, let's be honest. Was there some marginal calls? Yeah, there's always, with that bloke, there's always a lot of calls, man. And um, I, I, yeah, I, I felt like I, I, you know, didn't get the rub of the green that match. And um, yeah. when it's tight like that, you know, like uh, it can sort of make the difference, you know, obviously in sport, one or two calls. But, you know, it's um, it's hard to hard to blame the ref. It's, squash is a hard sport to officiate. There's a lot going on. And, um, yeah, I mean, it, it's frustrating when you sort of, you know, you don't feel like you're getting the rub of the green and there's one or point, two points here and there. But, I mean, it is what it is. We, we don't like making excuses, do we? Hey, um, we had a text come through nice and early this morning uh, from Scott Logan. I think he's a personal trainer. He's, he wants to know what you would score in a fitness test. And we do. We watch you and um, Joel and squash players just generally just watch them. The amount of sweat you pour out, the much you're flying around the court. Uh, what would you score in like a yo-yo? Or do you test yourself? <laughs> do you know how fit you are? Um, I used to. We used to a lot of beep tests when we were sort of um, in the juniors. It was sort of one of our criteria to make the New Zealand team. We had to get a minimum of... 14.2 was Would sort you of run like 17? A, nah, my highest was late 15s. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah pretty yeah. good. Pretty good. But now I'm an old boy, Matt. I don't know if I'd be pushing those numbers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they hurt. Hey, mate, Com's game coming up. What, what's uh, what's the plan between now and then? Yeah, Com Games obviously huge for us. Um, it's sort of, we're not, squash is not in the Olympics, so Com Games is a real focus for us. And I'm just going to, you know, it's, it's a tricky one for me because it's right in my off season. So normally I'd have two months of just preparing, preparing for the new season. But um, obviously back here, gonna you know take a week at home, back in Greymouth next week, just chilling out, nice. and then I've got you know two or three weeks to to prepare for that, and it's been one of my big goals this season, and um, hopefully finishing the season strong um, there would would be fantastic. But it's um, yeah, I'm just gonna take it easy next week, get the mind sorted, and then um, you know go back for two three weeks training camp back in uh, Europe. Mate, I've seen that golf swing. It's like a professional swing, I must say. It's perfect, <laughs> mate. You gonna play a bit of golf? Is that all part of the plan for the next couple of weeks? Yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah, I got a round booked in uh, Friday morning, Sunday morning. Um, then all, all next week back in Greymouth. <laughs> oh, nice, mate. And, and white bait. There's obviously plenty of that down on down on ice down home. Yeah, I, was, I mean, I was just we were at the Viaduct last night having a you know a few reds, and we seen on the menu it's like forty bucks for a, a Greymouth white bait fritter. So you never pay for um, it up here, brother. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I'm sure there's some back there for us. All right, Colsey, what's the plan tonight, mate? What's the plan, Garner? Oh, so we're facing Joel King and Jono. Jono Bold, are we? No, no, we got, um, I think uh, I'm trying to jack it up. So it's me and you, mate, um, taking on Joel and uh, Liana De Bruin. So we can't oh. lose that you know, for, you know, we've got to sort of muster, muster everything tips. we got. Yeah. yeah. So, what's, yeah. so what's the game plan? Give me some tips. Like um, it's just basically, you're going to use your size. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're going to try and block out Joel and I'm going to put the ball in the, the corner and you just don't let it get there, brother. So is, is it alternating shots like table tennis? Is it alternating nah, shots? No, nah. no. If it comes to you, uh, you play it. So, I mean, if they're oh, technically beautiful. smart, yeah, we got to sort of, uh, you know, just... You just let Paul Cole pull the strings around you. you, you you're a backpack, it, mate. mate, okay? That's you're a backpack. You. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's all you, Colsey. It's all you, brother. Uh, oh, yeah. mate, nice to, nice to have you in the studio with us this morning. Hey, boys, we've been um, oh, loving Love having you. Loving your work no absolute pleasure boys and, and thanks for your support for the season it honestly means a lot to me so appreciate you boys awesome proud of you Colsey you're an absolute champion mate I'm sure you're going to get recognition going forward because poor Cole and the, the messages coming through athlete going around probably our most successful male individual 
athlete at the moment. You deserve it all, brother. So great to have you home. Thanks to everyone for tuning in. Ron Ogara, everyone. It's been a fantastic show. We'll be back tomorrow from Sky City. Ka kite anō. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.